0: Hello, how are you? Welcome to episode 18 of Be Bougie, Be True, Be You. I'm Charlotte Jones. I hope you've had a good week so far and the clocks went back, didn't they, on Sunday, so now we're really into those winter evenings. Do you like it? Do you not like it so much? I do because I do love the whole cosy autumn winter thing, but it really does throw me when you start seeing the moon at about four o'clock. I don't know why, but it's always a really big deal to me. I cannot wait to share this week's episode with you because I caught up with Lucy Barry and we talked all about family and if your family want you to be a certain way and how you can stand up and be your own independent person Regardless of what your family values may be, if they're different from your own. And I learned so much from Lucy. Lucy Barry is a woman's body and soul confidence coach. She helps women to find freedom with their body so that they can create a life they desire from the inside out. She helps women reconnect to their power and their soul. I will put Lucy's Instagram and her website link in the description of this episode. Her website is lucybarryconfidencecoach.com. But if you want to click the link directly, that's where you can find it. So let's get stuck into this week's episode. You're listening to Be Bougie, Be True, Be You with Charlotte Jones, the podcast to chat about a little bit of anything and everything. Welcome Lucy Barry. Hello, how are you? Hello, I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really interested to talk about what we're going to be talking about because I think this area of life affects so many people. Mm. And a lot of the time they have no idea that it does to begin with. Yeah. So it's all about family and how we can break away from our family values if they don't match our own and how we can become our own person without fear of losing our family. So mm. could you tell us a little bit about your personal journey and how you got to where you are today?
1: Yeah, so family is um this is a topic that's quite close to my story. Um as a child I was I've always been this feisty lioness who <laughs> would always stand her ground was not afraid to own her stuff and speak her voice and you know when you're a child you're you you have less boundaries so you're just maybe a bit naughty because you're just like yeah I'm this strong sassy woman as a (laughs) four-year-old but I think for me part of my story was that it was quite hard for people to understand that I was this strong independent quite vocal woman and instead I was labeled things which drastically affected my identity and instead of being molded as this strong powerful woman i was dampened and i was put down and called names by people close to me and like i said it had a massive effect on my identity and who i felt i was and that stemmed from being 4 years old it's such small things that people don't realize they're doing calling you something maybe calling you impatient or whatever it is and it grows with you you know you're growing into this adult and these labels start to become part of your identity and because those labels for me were growing into me, and I started to attach meaning to them, and I thought that I was this type of person when I grew up, or I started to develop all these other issues like low self-esteem, feeling quite insecure, body image issues. I then began having mental health issues, and I had a breakdown with anxiety and OCD, and I went to see therapists, and it just snowballed. And through the therapy, I realised that it was all it came down to was figuring out who I was who I wanted to be without all these labels attached and just finding out who the real Lucy is and owning it and loving it and accepting it. That is kind of like a summary of my story.
0: I think that's amazing. Thank you for being so open there. And it's so true. We take I know, for example, I was always told I was really shy. Mm. And then when I went into my career as a presenter, nobody could quite put the two together. But they were still clinging on to a label of me from when they knew me when I was about six or seven. And again, I think that is pretty much what everybody does. If it's somebody that's not close to you, and they haven't seen you for years, and that might be like Mm. a distant relative. They will just remember you, and they won't. We seem to forget that people change and evolve, even though we know we do ourselves. Yes. We assume nobody else does. A hundred percent, particularly with family. Cause some of my
1: work that I had to work through was standing up to family in group situations and saying, "No, sorry, you can't. You can't call me that. You can't say that about me. We don't need to talk about that anymore because it it's so ingrained and it's so. People just forget that you're not. Nobody is one label. No, we're this like totally different layered onion that has all these beautiful parts of ourselves but when it's family or someone in that circle it's so tricky isn't it
0: It really is, which leads me on to my next question, because again, family is so important Mm -hmm. for so many of us. In fact, for a lot of us, family can be the most important part of our lives. So Mm -hmm. in what ways do you think that our family can influence the person that we grow up to be?
1: Oh, massively. I think they have the greatest influence. They have more influence over you than you have over yourself, particularly if things start when you're young, because you don't know who you are. You're learning who you are. And you're learning who you are and everything you're being told around you is... know either undermining or that you're not good enough or we're so quick to say oh I'm not good at maths or I'm not good at sports and these things become part of our identity that we just it's who we become and we become this person that's I don't do that I don't do this I'm like this I'm like that rather than figuring out who we actually are.
0: And that goes well on into to our adult lives as well I Mm -hmm. think do you think it's still common for people to still look for approval from their family as an adult?
1: yeah i do i think a lot of people don't know actually that they aren't those things so you either don't break free from it and you keep seeking that reassurance i mean i only really started standing up to my family last year and it's so normal it's an it's an what's it called like an emotional instinct it's an ingrained instinct within us to seek approval or acceptance or reassurance from our family so it's so normal but it's just about becoming your own best friend and learning who you actually are like who your soul is rather than who you've been told that you are and then being able to break free and you know it's normal to look for reassurance or acceptance from family because that's just part of what we do but it's there's a boundary
0: there isn't there There is. And what I was thinking as you were saying that is I think it's so interesting that pretty much all of us do still look for this approval. However, Mm -hmm. if we look at things like the media, we're kind of shown, again, it's a bit like when you watch your favourite TV series. And okay, especially it's the American ones I'm thinking of that we get over here. But you kind of get the impression that once you hit 18, you go to university and you become an adult and you almost distance yourself from your parents and you do become your own person and you just avoid your parents and i don't think that's a reality no. for so many people so i think there's a real conflict would you say maybe that people believe everybody else is independent and their own person but i still struggle because i still need the approval and i'm alone in that
1: oh totally i don't think yeah i agree with you completely i don't think that's the case because For I'd say 80, 90% of people you go to university and you massively struggle with loneliness and you're put into this situation where you have to be on your own and you've got no idea who you are, no idea. So you almost, I mean, some people go one way where they flourish and they meet all these amazing friends and they start to learn about themselves. But for other people, it's a really tricky environment and you become lonely and then you seek more reassurance And then you were labeled more things like oh she's struggling or she's you know you're like constantly attaching meaning to what your family is providing you with and it will stem on until you're like 30 40 and still you start until you start realizing that these are labels you're being given and it's not part of your identity because your soul is yours it's not nothing to do with anyone in your family
0: I know that there is obviously science behind it, as you mentioned, it is part of how we're wired to need this approval. Mm. But why do you think we do crave it so much?
1: I think I truly think that it depends on the emotional support you had when you were a child. Because I think if you were given all of that emotional support that you needed as a youngster, and you were kind of built up, you know, be who you want to be, let if you were given the the container to just completely explore yourself and be told it's okay and you know be celebrated I don't think you would need the reassurance as much because you wouldn't feel as insecure and you wouldn't be given negative labels you would just be like a free spirit that your parents just support and it's like great you did that or you did that whereas when you're pushed into other labels I feel like it just becomes part of your identity as I said and then you end up 40 years old and you still think you're that person and actually it's almost a snowball effect you then become more reliant on your family more needy
0: more insecure you know and I I was thinking as you were saying that do you think it's really just a repeated pattern because parents quite often are trying to label their children in a way that they were labeled themselves growing up and it just goes down and down until someone can Break the chain, so how do you think if you th- if you're growing up and you're getting to a point where you realize that you love your family to bits, you don't want your bond to change in any way, but you don't want to live your life maybe the way they would like you to? How do you think you can start to go about implementing the changes without causing any huge Arguments or problems because obviously we're well within our rights, and I feel like I have to word this slightly carefully because I'm not saying you need their permission by any means, of Mm. course, you don't. But how can we do it in a way that encourages a strong relationship but also that strong independence?
1: I think it's, I personally and for experience of clients, I, I truly believe that you need that support because in order to be able to have those conversations and set those boundaries, you have to work on yourself, you have to start learning and loving who you are and accepting who you are and learning your limits learning what you're actually not okay with because there might be things that you can just you know let it slide with family but there might be things that you really need to stand up and say no stop that i don't like that it makes me feel this way and it's so hard if you can do it then hats off to you but it's so hard just to wake up one day and say do you know what i'm going to tell my family that i don't like it when they do that because if you haven't done that self exploration you could come across like a starting an argument and you might not have done that work to be able to explain why it makes you feel a certain way because you don't really know
0: yes but it's just our intuition there is something that is telling us like exactly i see that it works for them do you think as well maybe it's because our parents can get defensive because or I'm saying parents it doesn't have to be parents it could be a grandparent it could be an aunt it could be an uncle it could be anything like that but do you think maybe if you were to say I want to do it differently they could they may be taking it too personally
1: yeah and I've had again I've had experience with clients where they have it hasn't gone well and you know you say these things to loved ones and you know there is no guarantee that they're gonna like it I had a client who's mum stormed out the house and it was hard but at the same time it was huge character building for her. It was huge boundary setting so doing this is never easy and whether you choose to get help to do it and support you through that journey or not it's going to be a hard conversation to have but it is it has such leaps and bounds on your self-development and helping you become that strong person that you long to be because you're setting those boundaries, you're having a voice, you're standing up for yourself. And it's
0: so important. It is definitely. And I think what you were saying there is so important. But what could you say you kind of have already, but what could you say to reassure somebody? Because it's like you said, these conversations are never easy. Mm -hmm. And we always feel like if someone's telling us to just go and say it, we feel like the person who's saying that to us doesn't understand how difficult it is for us. But what could we say to reassure someone because it is going to feel uncomfortable it is going to feel maybe upsetting if it's not going to go well at first so how can they feel reassured that they should still do this because it's right for them regardless of what outcome they're going to get from other people
1: i mean i would just think to yourself which way do i want to carry on okay you know, how do i want my life to be how do i want it to play out do i want to just continue having these labels thrown at me or having these horrible conversations where I'm being bullied or whatever it is for you, or do I want to stand up for myself? It's always gonna be hard, but I think just leaning into that, it's okay for you to stand up for yourself. It's okay for you to decide, I don't wanna have this anymore. I don't wanna live this way anymore. I don't wanna be treated this way anymore. And just having deep compassion for yourself. Because like we said, it might not be easy, it might be fine, but either way, just having that compassion and saying, I deserve
0: this. It's okay that I want this. That's really good advice. Thank you for sharing that. I was also thinking, as you were talking there, there is something, isn't there? We talk about this a lot in romantic relationships or friendships about if there are people that don't approve or we're not clicking with, mm. let them fall away and the right people will come in. But there's always that saying with family, blood's thicker than water, which mm. I sometimes believes lets people think they can get away with more in their family because it's like at the end of the day no matter what you do to that person they will still be your mum they will still be your brother they will still be your uncle whoever it is because that label is is there for life where even if you're married that person we now know like marriage is not that person may not always be your husband or wife anymore there is no tie which means I think it gives people a sense of they can take that for granted yeah because I think, well, I, I what sorry, what I'm trying to say is, we know that we can let people fall away, but we know that we can't replace our mum, we can't replace our aunt necessarily. So how do you think we can feel that? Because we know deep down that if we go through a brutal breakup and we can be completely heartbroken, and it might take a good couple of years to fully mm-hmm. recover, but we do know that when we are ready, we will be able to meet somebody else that will replace what we had. But yeah. it feels a little bit different to come when it comes to family. So how would you say
1: yeah, we could look
0: at that? Totally. I think, hand on heart, I think if you were to
1: ask you know, 10 people who had a difficult relationship with someone in their family and they decided to speak up and speak their truth, set their boundaries, say how it made them feel and how they'd like to be made to feel, whether it went right or wrong, I hand on heart think every single person wouldn't regret it. Right. And I totally agree that, you know, when it's family, like you said, blood's thicker than water and you want them in your life and it's really hard if they're a close, close relative for you to, for them to slip away. But I think it's just having that trust, you know, whether you believe in the universe or God, having that trust that you're doing this for you and there's never anything bad that can come of if you're truly doing something from the goodness of your heart to look after yourself. If you're protecting yourself and setting those boundaries and giving yourself that platform, whether or not they stay or leave, the return effect of that is a lot bigger and a lot more positive than it is if you were to stick at something and just ignore it there's a lot more damaging effects. And just knowing that you're whole and complete as you are, and whether that family member stays or goes, knowing that you're okay, you're safe, you're good enough, and just trusting that you're being taken care of.
0: I think that's a lovely answer. And it kind of leads me on nicely Mm -hmm. to my next question, because you mentioned a few times just then the word boundaries. Mm -hmm. And boundaries is something, it's quite a new term over the last couple of years, but we are hearing it more and more. But again, I feel it, applies very much we talk about it with romantic relationships and friendships but how can we start to incorporate healthy boundaries with our family what what ways can we start to bring those in oh that's
1: such a good question it it truly comes from discovering what feels good to you and what doesn't feel good to you because it's so easy to say I'm going to come up with these boundaries but you just don't know what the boundaries are because you haven't explored how far someone's pushing it how it feels in your body to say Yes, to say no, how it feels to let something slide. You've got to really tune into yourself and be able to come aware of how that person is making you feel. And when you become aware of how that person is making you feel, you start having that radar of, oh, this is okay, or no, I really don't like this, or this is awful, I need to get out of here. And as soon as you start becoming aware of that for yourself, that's your boundary. Those are your radars, those are your hurdles. And you can start learning about when you want to set that boundary
0: in place do you know what i love that because i think you've explained (laughs) a boundary perfectly there it's being able to listen our intuition and our guidance Mm. system is like it does tell us so strongly and i think more so women than men we hear it but we feel we can't act on it there is something Mm. that stops us what do you think stops us so often well
1: i i think it's social conditioning, particularly as women of, you know, don't speak up, be easy, be, be patient, be easygoing. And I think that it's not normal for a woman to stand up for herself, be strong, be loud and say no. It's kind of like, you're just told to just kind of get on with things. So same with like, if you complain about sexual assault or sexual harassment, which I've had sexual harassment in my workplace and it was kind of come across like, oh, that's a shame. But just get on with it. And I think that's just mind-blowing. It's just so normal just to let these things slide. And you really want to build on your strength as a person. You, you can't do that. You have to listen to yourself. And you have to start listening to that intuition. Because we all have an incredibly strong intuition. We do. And I think a lot of people just ignore it. They think, oh, that's just my that's just me being anxious. Or, oh, I'm just overthinking it. It's like, no, that's talk, intuition talking. And as soon as you start tuning in and listening to that, I think it snowballs again, but in a positive way, because you start having more boundaries, you start sticking up for yourself.
0: That's absolutely awful what you were saying about the sexual harassment. I'm so sorry to hear yeah. that. And you're right, it is so common though. There would have been something yeah. in you where you know so strongly, you're like, that was wrong, that shouldn't have happened. And yet everything else around you seems to mm. be so normal that- Completely. It feels like we are being so high maintenance or so over yeah. the top by just speaking up about it
1: yeah and you know what actually in reflection and i've thought about this a few times me making a complaint to my manager i was new in the company i'd only worked there for four months three, actually no it might have been two months it started straight away and um, me making a complaint with a team that absolutely adored him he was a celebrated member of staff he'd been there for years he was such a big character and me making that complaint and even when i first told people in my life they didn't really say you have to say something so me making that complaint, listening to my intuition and saying that boundary has so been crossed like 5,000 times, I felt so, so strong. And although it was hard and it cried, and it's very uncomfortable being scared that he would be around or if I'd bump into him or if he'd turn up somewhere, I have just become leaps and bounds. And it's helped me really step into that character of, of my soul self, that I am the strong, powerful woman who doesn't take any nonsense. And I think it's the same whether you're having a, you know, a sexual harassment complaint or a difficult conversation with a family. The return effect of you standing up for yourself has so much more positive effects for your soul than it does to just to put up with
0: rubbish. I was going to say, I, I feel that you've kind of answered this, but do you feel that by learning how to stand up to that awful situation that has helped you to learn how to listen to your guidance and set those boundaries in areas of your life particularly with your family because of what you went through
1: um I had already started telling family before I went through that but it definitely had a stronger effect in that I then felt much more secure saying no in other situations that I was being put in and knowing what my boundary was and I just got into this almost like feminism feminism power range where I was like no I don't want to put up with anything that makes me feel less than I should and like I said it it just has such incredible effects on your growth as a person and I don't regret any of it and I think that you just have to start listening in and hearing that intuition
0: and start listening to her because she's your guidance she's your guide she's your soulmate oh wow well thank you so much that that was such a thought provoking answer Mm -hmm. and I really appreciate you sharing that because that's that's a big thing to talk about I think it's also important to say that uh, have you had experiences especially with clients you've worked with where when they've set these boundaries they've actually had really positive outcomes because once they've actually voiced how they feel about something it might be that their parent or their other relative has gone I had no idea you felt like that actually let's work on this let's talk about this
1: yeah a hundred percent there's there's two ways that it goes about like I said I had that client whose mum stormed out the house they didn't speak for two weeks but after that their relationship became so much easier and everything else just fell into place and there were more boundaries put in place and then I've had family members say oh wow I'm so sorry like I didn't know that me by, by me saying that off comment that it would make you feel like that and it doesn't have to be you know a big bad wolf where it all goes terribly wrong it can be a big bad wolf for a second and then two weeks later it dies down i think ultimately if, if the relationship has that strong mutual connect and respect there will be a good outcome and even if it takes i think when they when it goes wrong and they walk out or you don't speak for a while it's disconnecting that it that has an attachment and a meaning about who you are that is more about their journey and who they are and what they're willing to hear right now about themselves. And that is an opportunity for them. You're helping them on their journey to learn about their boundaries and what they say to people and how that makes them feel. Like How does it feel to know that, I, that you do that? And, you know, even though it can be bad, just knowing that you're helping that person as well. You're helping your relationship get better.
0: Completely. And I can speak from personal experience. I am somebody mm. that this is something I've really had to work on, is that if I pluck up the courage to be honest with somebody but I know that they're not necessarily going to like it at first Mm. I am so terrified of them storming out or walking away and that that is something that really would cause me a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. so what I've really taught myself is that when you say that they're not necessarily angry at you they could be feeling a whole range of emotions that are nothing to do with you that are completely about them but they need some time to process it so Mm. if you can learn to have a little bit of patience just because someone might walk away immediately like you said with your client you know they didn't speak for two weeks Mm. and I'm sure in that two weeks it felt like absolute hell for your client however just by giving her mum that time Mm. to think about it it has been able to create so much strength from that and such a more positive a better relationship between the two so i think Absolutely. if we can bring in an element of understanding that sometimes as well when people say words and, and whether that's to do with your weight whether it's to do with what job mm. you should have because obviously families have opinions about all everything. sorts of things. <laughs> everything it's not just one area of our yeah. life it is all areas um but if we can understand that a lot of their opinions also aren't their own If we think about it, they really are inflicted Mm. from what's been said to them, their environment. and they're insecure about. Exactly, what their environment was. And if we Mm. can remind ourselves that what they're saying is not a personal attack on us, it's just a consequence of their upbringing or their surroundings, that can take a lot of that weight off of us worrying about what people think of us. Especially Completely.
1: Abandon. A really good statement that me and my clients would always use is it's their stuff, it's not mine. It's their energy, it's not mine. And one of my clients used to put her this visualization to do that. She had a partner and he would do the smallest of things like banging a cup on the table, and she'd immediately be on edge and she'd think, Oh God, what have I done? And she would just look at him and visualize this grey, horrible cloud over his head, and it's stormy and rainy. And she would just see it circling around him. And then she would say to herself, that's his energy, that's not mine. He's in that storm. I am, it's got nothing to do with me, he's in it. And just imagining that she was, you know, out of it and having some distinction between his stuff and her stuff, it made such a difference about how emotionally affect her. Because these labels and these experiences we have with people that are close to us can massively affect how we're feeling. You know, we might feel anxious, sad, angry, lonely, so being able to make that distinction between it's his, his stuff, it's not my stuff. He's just underneath this horrible cloud right now.
0: But I'm okay. I'm over here. I'm safe. It's Nothing to do with me. I Sorry, I love that because that's helped <laughs> me hugely. I'm taking oh, that really? away. Yeah, yeah, because I in past relationships i do find as well and again this is a generalization this is not everybody Mm -hmm. but women can communicate how they're feeling a little bit easier sometimes so if you are at home and you're having a really stressful day you you might snap for a minute but you normally come back quite quickly and go i'm really Mm -hmm. sorry i'm just i've got a lot on or this has happened and i just i need a minute i do find that again not all men some men will just act how they're feeling without saying why. So you automatically yeah. are like, "Oh, you're well, you're off with me today." Like, what have I done? Yeah. And you get so worried. But to be able to look at it and automatically do something that you can see it's all about them and take yeah. you out of it—that mm. to me already, I could feel how that would have like changed the game. For
1: oh, me. it's so much lighter. You can just imagine the room being and you feeling so much lighter, just looking and going, "Cool, he's over there in that storm. That's just his. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in it." nothing to do with me I've got rainbows and
0: butterflies (laughs) exactly and you can go on with your day rather than spending that day stressing and worrying about yeah are they going to say something to me later is it going to be something I think ask once say have Mm. I done anything to upset you if they say no take that at face value and go okay and then I think that is a really really good takeaway so Mm. thank you for that you're welcome and Knowing everything you know now, obviously you have been through a lot and that has led you Mm. to do what you do. But when you were, say, in your late teens, early 20s, what is something you would love your younger self to know from everything that you know now?
1: Oh, oh, what a good question. (laughs) Um, Let me think. Truly, it would be it's okay to be who you are because that was the hardest thing for me is learning to like myself and understand that I'm not this person that I've been made to feel like through various situations just I used to cry when someone said Lucy you're okay as you are I would just cry because I'd be like am I like really and I think it goes back to like you're whenever you're in this state you're you're in your inner child who are that child version of you who feels all insecure and worried and all those sensations it brings up and it's like well what would she want to hear and younger Lucy would just want to hear that you know she's okay just as she is Just as she is, she doesn't need to
0: change who she is. I do know that's amazing. And I really I really Mm. felt for you because I think so many people do that. We assume we are not okay as we are. Yeah. But we are, and we really need to just what what is one exercise that somebody Mm. could do every day to really get comfortable with the feeling of knowing that what they want and who they are is okay and is enough on its own. Yeah
1: um let me think of one I would say the most powerful one for me and I still do this every day is going to a mirror and truly looking into my eyes like not just looking at myself looking into my eyes and seeing like when you look into someone's eyes you see so much more of who they are you see them rather than just looking at them you see who they are you see their soul so I would go and look in the mirror and look into my eyes and just say whatever it is I need to hear so you are just perfect just the way you are you are good enough just the way you are because this whole topic we've gone over is about seeking reassurance from families and validation the only person you need acceptance from validation reassurance comfort from is yourself and nothing is ever going to go well until you truly give it to yourself otherwise you're going to keep seeking it whether it's family relationships work friends people on the street like you're always going to do that so making that real physical connection with your eyes and then saying it that has such a profound effect and you can say it in third person you can say lucy you are or you can say i am and also something i like to do sometimes is wrap my arms around my body and just give myself a little squeeze a little hug because physical touch releases that positive love hormone that endorphins so Both of those combined together, you're giving everything that little child needs.
0: That is really, really good advice. Thank you so much. And you're completely right. When you look into somebody's eyes, that's Mm. you can really see what someone is thinking if you take the time. And that's why so many people look away because we're scared to see. So definitely,
1: as soon as you, if I'm ever having a bad body image day or anything where I'm feeling insecure, as soon as I go and look at my eyes, I realise I'm so much more than that thought. I'm I'm so much more than just worrying about my body image. I'm so much more than worrying about my family. I am my eyes, I'm my soul. I am this whole being. I'm not just these thoughts.
0: Completely. Thank you so much. So <laughs> Lucy, let everybody know what you do and where they can find you if they want to find out more.
1: Yeah. So I am a woman's uh, body and soul confidence coach I work with women helping them find freedom in their body so they can create a life from soul and we go into topics just like boundaries and um, rediscovering who you are healing your inner child which a lot of these issues come from being that child self and learning to love your body heal your body and create a life that you desire a lot of my work is all around soul so just feeling good from yourself because as I said, until you feel good from yourself, everything else is just going to keep not crumbling, but (laughs) you're just going to keep looking for everything outside yourself. So I do a four month program with women and you can find it on my website, which is www.lucybarryconfidencecoach.com. And I've got 30% off at the moment for my next three clients. And if you want to have a chat, we can just book in a discovery call, which is free. Um, Or you can just drop into my DMs if you've got something that Good from this podcast that you just want to talk through and get support from and then other than that I've got free meditations on my website as well so there's ones about being a strong self a boundary meditation on there there's a really good energy shifting meditation which is perfect for getting rid of those toxic feelings that you might pick up from other people or feelings that you get up from your thoughts so if you're feeling not good enough that can be quite heavy in your body and your heart space so It's a really useful meditation to do so you can get those all free on my website as well
0: thank you and i will put the link for your instagram and your website on the description of this episode so anyone if you just want to go and have a click you'll find it there and thank you for giving so much content to us that is honestly it's been hugely helpful i've learned a lot today so thank (laughs) you so thank you for joining me you're welcome it was so lovely i feel like we went deep (laughs) we did we really really did so thank you you're welcome